0: On this week's episode of the marketing expedition podcast we have laura bellarini and she's an accomplished artist who has been running a thriving design boutique for over 20 years and she's the author of the green velvet chair the book is a collection of heartfelt stories depicting on how art and design influence our lives. The essays span over Laura's 40 plus years in design and the design industry and are viewed through her unique creative lens. Her discovery, art is not only found in a museum, it appears in music, food, nature, and so much more. We are all artists in our own unique way. And Laura has a degree in visual communications from the Alberta University of the Arts, formerly the Alberta College of art and is a recipient of numerous awards throughout her career. Her passion for continuous learning includes regular educational initiatives. And Laura has been running her own design boutique, Blue Brown Communications, Inc. for over 20 years. Blue Brown is named after her two daughters, one with blue eyes and one with brown eyes. The concept was to always look at design through fresh eyes of a child and always asking why. Laura stays on top of the newest trends in print, digital design, social media, with ongoing business, career, and life coaching management, and marketing courses, including coaching for performance. Laura completed a number of oral storytelling workshops and found her voice. Laura has honed her writing skill through a variety of courses and workshops, and she is a recipient of numerous awards throughout her career, including a Summit Creative Award and a Webby Award. And she is an avid traveler visiting art galleries all over the world and learning about various cultures, people, and their passions. And she's been intrigued by the power of art and design since she was just a very young child. While she's a quiet and introverted creative, Laura has recently found her inner badass and radiates her quietly fierce disposition in her work and her life. Ballerina lives in Calgary, Alberta, with her husband, two daughters, and a son-in-law, a granddaughter, and a pretentious cat named Gooey. The Green Velvet Chair is Laura's first book. But before we get to her interview, it's time for the marketing essentials moments, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. Today, I want to talk to you about what a creative brief is and does and the importance of having a document that's used to outline the entire strategy. We do our marketing audits. And then as a result of that, we essentially are preparing a creative brief as to what it is that we're going to do, what the importance of the plan is that we want to accomplish, what our goals are, uh, all of the particulars and requirements and the the brand that we need to follow, The all the things that you can think of loud with your agency or if you're in design uh, or if you're in a marketing team internally, right? We want to think about how you can use this as a tool to save time down the road when people are asking is it on brief is it going to work is it going to be what we want is it the you know the objectives are they getting met are we going to have key kpis kept promise indicators that we're following or otherwise known as key performance indicators right what's the process that we're going to go through what's the the target audience that we're after what can we do to empathize with them how do we think about what they thinking and feeling and doing and saying and hearing and what is the process that we're going to do? Who's accountable? Who's going to give the requests and approvals and the process? Is it going back to the brief and really identifying what it is that we're wanting to accomplish when it's going to happen. What is the scope? What are the deliverables? When's the budget, the timeline, the kind of the execution of what's going to get done and who's going to do what, right? And those parameters that we need to follow or the specs that we need to go by and make sure that all of the things that we set out to do are getting done. And thinking about, okay, What is it that we're wanting to accomplish? What's the messaging? What are the brand guidelines that we need to take into consideration and follow? What is the core objective that we're wanting to accomplish? And is it hitting the mark? is it going to work? Is it something that we feel passionately about that we're going to be invested and motivated and be proud of what we're accomplishing because we're going back to the brief and answering those questions, solving those problems, or whatever it is that we set out to do, right? And so then when we look at that and have that as a way to guide our journey and what we're wanting to do throughout the process, then it's kind of like our roadmap. It's our our way to get there. It's, you know, getting to that destination that we so very much need to follow. And then it gets everybody on the same page, right? It's not a huge book. It's not a really long thing. We want to have a brief that's, you know, simple, concise, and just really well written and done and delivered so that we can all follow that map.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition guide, Ray Allen.
0: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Cover Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest is Laura Ballerini. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you, Ray
2: excited but, to be
0: here yeah i'm i'm excited for us to be here too today it's always a wonderful day and i uh, i love it when my podcast guests are so flexible so thank you for that today as well no
2: problem
0: so tell uh, our audience a little bit more about you and what you're up to and and then we'll just kind of dig right in and go through this marketing journey together Okay,
2: sounds good. So I'm a, a graphic designer. I've been in design for many decades now. Um, I got my degree in visual communications, So I'm up in Canada. So I went to the Alberta College of Art and Design, which is now called the Alberta University of the Arts. So I got a degree program, or got a degree from there in visual communications, and I've been working in the industry. So advertising, um, etc, for many, many decades. Uh, i I've kind of seen a lot of change and I've kind of evolved through the years. So started out as a print designer, uh, got into digital media, website design, um, social media marketing, um, wrote a book recently. And I work with a lot of like videographers, writers, marketers, and that type of thing. So I have a really good uh, team, virtual team that I work with uh, in various, various aspects of marketing and communication and design.
0: So let's share a little bit about some of the projects that you've done and some designs or projects that you've completed that you're like really super proud of.
2: Okay. Um, everything I do, I, I give everything. So like to say, you're only as good as your last project. So I like to make sure my last project is, uh, is uh, the best that I can do. Uh, so I do a lot of website designs. I have a lot a lot of um, long-term clients and I'm very proud of those long-term relationships. So we built a lot of trust. We built a lot of success. Uh, one of the, the projects that I work on with uh, one of my long-term clients is a website. He's got an e- they have an e-commerce website. They sell product um, we've we've actually tripled their online revenue over the last couple of years. Uh, when COVID first arrived, they were ready to shut down and just ride it out. And it's like, nope, you got to stay in front of in front of your audience. So I was very kind of proud that we kind of um, kind of worked through all that, and we actually increased revenues uh, during that time. So that was a real success story, I think, for us. Um, other clients we've been working with. You know it's kind of the same thing it's kind of like oh, I, I have to you know I um, kind of ramp up my social media I need to be in front of my audience I need to let them know I'm still here um, again they were kind of in the event business so live events being cancelled and postponed and all that kind of stuff they wanted to keep in front of their audiences and now they are actually very busy because they kind of kept that profile so I, I see that as a real good success story as well so Uh, Just, you know, kind of just plugging away and and keeping in front of your audience and kind of being kind of being human and and sharing, you know, the the journey that we're all on through this COVID experience, which hopefully is coming to an end. (laughs)
0: I know, right? Yeah, and and you're right. Absolutely about that. Uh, That's what I kept saying at the beginning is double down on digital because triple down on digital because that's where everyone's at. And the screen time usage was way up and people listening to podcasts was way up. I mean, and and it's still trending that way. I think people have come to lean on being able to use their devices more and more. So I think it's, it's definitely a good sign when you can say that you've helped your clients increase during. An interesting time, you know, where people, of course, the, the pivot word and like the, you know, the used words that <laughs> have come to be overused, right? During all that. So what are some of the things, like some of the tactics that you feel that really helped your clients be super successful on, you know, the e-commerce or the projects that you're working on?
2: Okay, good question. I think, um, I think it's being consistent. I think it's like posting every day, or, you know, maybe not every day, but as regular as as possible and being regular. So whether it's three times a day or sorry, three times a week, once a week, once every day, it's being consistent, it's having consistent messages, but it's also having kind of a variety so that people are kind of getting used to what you're saying and how you're saying it. One thing I've really found through through this challenging time is um, be simple, but yet be bold. And most importantly be honest i think people are really in tune with uh with all the challenges in, in our lives and our neighbors lives and our families' lives and and i think they can really see through stuff that's not quite genuine so yeah. i have found being honest being genuine being real really comes through especially in so well obviously in social so it's um yeah, people don't really want that sales pitch. They want kind of the genuine, what's your story? What makes you tick? Why should I buy your product? You know, how's it going to make me feel? Kind of it's changed. It's really gotten a lot more uh, sensitive, I guess, that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you wholehearted. And, and be kind, right? Sometimes people can get behind a screen or at their keyboard and kind of lose that uh, civil discourse that we all need and 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 really want to, yeah, have shine through, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of frustration
2: and kind of a viciousness out there underlying in in a lot of people and it's kind of, yeah, being kind. That's the most important thing I think we can do right now.
0: Absolutely. So tell me about when you were first starting this industry, what was it that drove you to do what you're doing now?
2: Good question. Um, So it's interesting. I just finished a book. And it was kind of a kind of a self journey, like, you know, where am I going? How did I get here sort of thing? And one thing that really struck me was I'm quiet and I'm introverted. But that was a strength for me because I work behind the scenes as a creative and I work to make my clients look good. So I'm kind of quietly working behind the scenes, you know, elevating clients and their products and their offerings and that kind of stuff. So I found that really came out, you know, and kind of in in writing this book about just creativity. And it was like, oh yeah, that's that's really what I offer is I'm just quietly working in the background really hard, trying to make (laughs) clients, you know, kind of make them rise.
0: Yeah, put them in the limelight really. I love it. I love it. So okay, let's just talk a little bit more about creativity. I mean, when you have time set aside to come up with the ideas that you come up with, what's your process? What's your creative process? How do you make those big ideas happen?
2: Uh, you know, my process is really, um, there's no magic. There's no magic wand. There's no, you know, bolt of lightning that <laughs> that hits my creative nerve. It's really working, working, working. And I told someone the other day too, that the more I work and the more creativity I kind of um, work on, the more creative I get. It's almost like a muscle. You know, the more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. And I do find that with my creativity. And I find that crosses many other platforms too. So working with clients, obviously I'm digital. I'm on the computer all the time, but it's, you know, it's spring Easter's coming. I'm making Ukrainian Easter eggs. So I'm changing, you know, on the weekends, I'm changing my my, um, tools and kind of my mindset, but I'm still being creative in different ways. And I find the more like I say, the more creative work I do, no matter what realm that is, I mm-hmm. feel like the ideas just flow because that, that muscle, that creative muscle, if you will, is, is becoming stronger and stronger. And I feel like, um, it's, it's kind of an exercise that the more you exercise, the stronger that creative creativity mm-hmm. gets. So I don't know if it's really a process. It's just kind of just keep going, just keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing to do which medium what platform you know what what art form what is your very most favorite thing that you get to do
2: uh definitely photoshop's my favorite software love 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 it um i have colleagues that are geniuses in illustrator and i'm okay in illustrator but Mm -hmm. photoshop absolutely love working in there love working with photography Um, you know uh kind of uh editing photography to make it look how i want it to look and that type of thing and and i've really learned to content is king i've always believed content is king so i i can make pretty pictures and i've even told my clients i don't do lipstick i can make things look pretty but that's not good enough it actually has to be merged with a message with words uh to actually make that beautiful design that I, I think i can do uh that i usually create in photoshop it's merging it with beautiful words that are calls to actions that are benefits you know to an audience and that type of thing so i'm finding sure i can make things look pretty but that's only half the job it's really you know getting that uh, merging it with really strong uh copy
0: hmm yeah, the messaging is just as important. You you can have a most beautiful picture, but if it's not the right messaging, then sometimes it's just a flop, right? You do. You have to merge those together. So that's, that's great. Now, do you also do copywriting or is that left to somebody else to work together on? Or how do you go through that process to make that happen?
2: Um, I'm not, like I say, I just finished a book, but it's a book on creativity and that type of thing marketing copy I don't write I work with uh, a couple of really good copywriters marketing people that write it I like to think I have a little bit of creative direction um with with the imagery that I have I'm, you know I'll share that with them and go you know I think I'm thinking this direction or that direction we talk about it um and I don't you know I like to really collaborate it's like this is my idea but I want you to take it and make it better make it your idea. You're the writer. You're the, the genius when it comes to all those words. So um, I really like to collaborate and get people to uh, to make it better than what I what I originally started
0: with. And what about, you know, there's always those moments where in you know creative work that we do, we, we fall in love with what we do and then we take it to a client and they hate it. <laughs> Talk about the process that you go through to take in critique or feedback or, you know, how do you take it? What can you do? How do you go through that with, with the clients that you work with?
2: That's an interesting one because that has been a journey and I think a process for me. So when I first started out many moons ago, yeah, I used to cry when the client didn't like it, it was like, oh no, I oh. didn't like it. <laughs> and then it was like, you know what, it, this isn't this isn't a personal thing. This is this is business, this is work. So yeah, coming fresh, fresh out of art college, you you can be oversensitive to your designs. And as I kind of grew and, and transformed through my career, it was like, you know what? Um, I As far as my process, I would anticipate what clients would say so i put a lot of thought into my design um, pre-presentation and to be honest part of the process was i for a website for example it used to be design three home pages and an inside page and we're gonna we'll present it to the client and then we'll show them that well i found that never worked because it always ended up being a combination of this one this one and this one so you ended up doing a fourth or a fifth version with combination of some of the elements they like so i started designing and talking to my clients about how I design in real baby steps, like doing a prototype, but not doing three choices, doing one and really putting all the energy into that, going through my notes. I'm a note taker. I listen. I think I'm a good listener. As I'm designing, I go through notes. I double check my notes. I you know try to really understand the strategy behind the design. Why are we doing this? Who do we need to connect with? What's the message? So I really spend a lot of time developing a strong prototype that kind of rationalizes and and answers all the questions that, you know, we had with our clients. Mm -hmm. So when I present, I present the designs, but with the design rationale to say we did this because of this, we felt this because of this, we did this because of, um, you know, these objectives or whatever. So really going through everything really kind of explaining it and you know of course if it doesn't work it doesn't work because you can't uh, also talk your client into liking it so it's it's like sure I can rationalize it and I I do put a lot of thought into my designs but uh for the most part we nail it and we nail Mm -hmm. it early on and it's because of that the forethought and, and kind of the discussions with the team prior to the presentation so so uh that's kind of my process
0: yeah, I mean I think that the the pre-production portion of it is just as important if not the most important part like coming up with the creative brief, understanding, you know, all of the parameters and requirements and restrictions and branding and everything that they, you know, want and then giving them maybe even what they don't want or they don't know what they want, right? And and sometimes it is not necessarily convincing them but showing them why you've done what you've done and and sometimes that is definitely a process, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud Campaign helps agencies scale. Like us, we're an agency and we use this for our clients just the same as you could if you're an agency as well. You can onboard more social media clients and charge a higher retainer with leaner teams. It's a powerful all-in-one platform for planning, scheduling, community management, and reporting, all for your agency clients to access and they have one dashboard to see all of their social media. They can approve all of the posts that you've created. Just like we do for our clients at Peppershock Media, this is a tool for agencies to use for your clients. And if you're a potential client, you want your social media managed, then get a hold of us because we can help you do that too. Go to peppershock.com offers to find out more. So tell me more about the relationship and what happened with why you wanted to, to write your book and, and, and tell me more about the the process that you went through in, in getting your book done.
2: Okay. So I started my company about over 20 years ago. Um, and I thought I, I entered, like I went to a um, business book writing seminar and I thought, okay, maybe I can write a book about my business and and that type of thing and writing a book kind of intrigued me but writing a book about business didn't really intrigue me because I thought there's so many books out there on branding graphic design uh, website design and I didn't think I could really contribute anything unique in that regard but being a designer for so long I did um you know, I did end up finding a coach, a book writing coach, but she was more a storytelling coach. And she was more about, it's stories. stories are universal. And I thought, okay, maybe I can write stories about art and design in everyday life. So it ended up kind of evolving that way. And, and I took several workshops with this coach and, and it kind of came out that, oh, I can actually tell a good story and people were resonating with my stories and they were either laughing or crying or, you know, saying, yeah, I can relate to that. type thing. so it kind of that's kind of it was kind of an accident it wasn't really on my radar that I was going to write this book on art and design in everyday life but it kind of evolved and I kind of got the encouragement of my coach and the people in the group and it was uh it was kind of magical because it's yeah. like art and design really is everywhere. <laughs>
0: right, right. Can you just give us a, a maybe a, a small slice of uh, one of those stories that you told? Not everything because we got to buy the book, but just give me a little taste. How about...
2: Okay, um, I mean, there's different chap. It, it's their essays, so it's not a book that's going to be sequential, it's, you can pick up any chapter and read any chapter on what you feel like reading, but one is writing a eulogy for my mother-in-law, I just want to kind of give a depth and then I'll go into one of the stories, one of them is, is sewing Halloween costumes for my kids, but the one I want to talk about is um, seeing my cat, my house cat, sitting in front of closed blinds at the window. And me, he, he just sat there and he would sit there day after day looking at these closed blinds. And, you know, being in our college, you learn about perspective and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, what, what can he possibly see? Why is he sitting in front of those closed blinds day after day? So one day I thought, I'm going to lay down beside him and see what he can see. So he's looking into the backyard and he can see these slivers of light. Of the backyard through the blinds, looking up. Right, so he's looking up into the blinds. So when I laid down beside him, I could see these slivers of the backyard. So I thought, isn't that interesting? And then I started writing the story about perspective. Sometimes the blinds are fully open, and we can see full, or we think we can see the full backyard. Sometimes they're closed, and we only see slivers of light. And it really came to you know, with all the the social unrest, the world, you know, where we're at today, it kind of just kind of just underlined like we have to be careful when we make opinions about things unless we have the full story but if we only have a sliver of the story we have to be careful you know about all all that all how we form our opinions. so it kind of just came from the, the house cat going oh man I learned a really kind of important lesson here and yeah. it's about art design because it's about perspective and seeing things, you know, if they're closer to you, they're're they're, they're sharper, they're more colorful, things in the background are blurry. like it kind of takes in perspective, all those lessons we learn in perspective.
0: so Oh, I love that! Oh my gosh, and I can just picture the cat just laying there, you know, <laughs> as cats do. I, I, uh, I have a dog, a little dog, and um, my little dog will follow a light around just like cats do. So I, I, I swear she's part cat. I don't know. <laughs> I love that story. That's great. Okay, so I have a lot of listeners who are in the marketing industry, and as you are launching and going through this process, how are you getting your book out there? How are you getting the word out about this title and and everything that you're doing to go through this journey?
2: That's been interesting. Um, I've learned that writing the book is the easy part. <laughs> Marketing the book is, is, is quite a challenge. Um, I actually work with a, uh, an editor and a publisher out of San Diego. I met her actually through my um, storytelling coach. Uh, they knew each other, so I got the introduction. I really I love working with her, uh, Kathy Sparrow out of San Diego. So she taught me a lot about communication and the written word and that type of thing but she's also helped me to launch it and put it on amazon but uh been doing a lot of social media uh posts and that type of thing did a countdown to a free ebook, so kind of you know kind of those typical things you want to you want a free campaign where you can download an ebook for a certain period of time we did that we actually got a, quite a few downloads we became we were uh we were twenty-one, number twenty-one on the ebook downloads, right behind Matthew McConaughey. So I was pretty. Woo!
0: That. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations! Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not there anymore, but we were yeah. on launch day, so I was very proud of that. So that campaign was really successful. Um, so we we kind of got a lot of interest. I did a countdown to you know social media posts daily, uh, you know, four days left, three days left, etc. So try to create some excitement. That worked really well. Now we're doing. Um, you know, like my pub- my publisher saying, you know, I'll put the picture of the book and say, oh, you know, not buy the book that blatantly, but a picture of the book and saying, oh, you know, it's out on Amazon now. And she's going, you know what, inspire people with the stories in the book. Don't sell the book per se, inspire people with the stories inside the book. So we've kind of switched that and kind of switched mm-hmm. gears and mm-hmm. trying to do posts that are more um, engaging as far as inspiration, hopefully, or just lessons learned, like even through me, um, what I've learned in my career. Um, so we're trying to shift gears that way and it's not sell, sell, sell. It's more, let's inspire people, hopefully. Let's tell people what's inside the book that's kind of entice them to, to maybe read it. So we've kind of shift gears and uh, this is all new we've only launched um about six weeks ago so i'm learning i'm still learning and you know the older i get the more i learn and the more i realize i don't know that much
0: Oh, well, it's good that you're still learning, right? That's that's the key to keeping a, a youthful young life is learning every day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um okay, a couple more questions and then we'll we'll uh, share how people can get your book, but who are some of the the helpers in your life that kind of helped you along the way? What mentors have you had, you know, I mean, in, in all of the journey that you've gone through, share a little bit about that relationship with them. Okay. So yeah, i
2: I've, I've uh, I used to work at the Calgary Herald, which is a local newspaper here, and I worked there in the heyday of the newspapers. Woo! Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was a very exciting time. I had a boss there who was a real inspiration to me. Uh, I worked with him for about 9 years and then he started a multimedia company. So he saw the future probably wasn't in newspaper. Yeah. He was very <laughs> uh, very you know he saw the he was very insightful. So he visionary, yeah. Huh? Yeah. He saw the future being in digital. So I followed him to his multimedia company. Uh, we were doing and I'm dating myself but we were doing the first websites in the city many many years ago. Got into multimedia where we were doing CD proms, DVDs, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So he he inspired me because when it was I, called
0: new media <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love it yeah I yeah
2: was new, I was a new media artist <laughs> oh, I love it <laughs> yeah, so started there so he was a huge inspiration for me um and then along the way of course I've had many clients have been inspiring to me they I learned a lot from my clients uh and, and of course most um, most recently my um story to- storytelling coach yeah uh, she's been a real inspiration for me just talking about you know Back in the caveman days, they sat around a fire and they talked and whether, you know, they told stories and stories are universal and they go way back. So I learned a lot about storytelling. So she was a huge inspiration for me. And most importantly, my, my family, my children. I learned a lot from my two girls. They're, yes. they're actually both in marketing and design as well. So it's kind of, uh, I hope I've inspired them a little bit, but I've, I'm learning from from them every day as well.
0: I love it. I love it. So, aside from the book that you've written, of course, everyone's going to read it. What are some <laughs> things that you read? What are some tools or you know, podcasts that you listen to, magazines, articles, like where are your resources? Where do you get your resources from?
2: Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, of course, I'm reading. Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, I love music. I'm inspired by music. So I love memoirs. I just finished Brandy Carlyle's um, book. I can't remember the name of it. Wild Horses, I think it is. Um, so, you know, I've got a whole stack of memoirs actually on my in my living room. I love memoirs. I love reading about people's lives and what inspired them and mostly creative people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Brandy Carlyle and, uh, you know, I love tanya tucker i love you know people that inspire me and kind of maybe had a rough road or a few challenges along the way that inspires me so that's kind of my inspiration it's not a marketing and design and communication magazines that i'm reading per se although you know i get those in my inbox every day several times a day but it's the books that are on my my shelf that those are the ones that really inspire me i think because they're more in depth too and i get it's not that 30 second read it's a you know a three-week read sort of thing
0: yeah yeah no that's great Okay, so speaking of the book, how do people get it? Um, okay, it's on Amazon. So,
2: and the book is called The Green Velvet Chair, and it's obviously by me. It's Laura Elizabeth Ballerini. Um, you can also get it or information through my website. So, in the book, there's a story about badass ballerini. <laughs> All right. You have to read the book to find out the history because most people go, Laura, I know you're you're not a badass, and it's oh. like read, read the book and find out why I'm a badass. So oh. I didn't. I did do an author website. It's called badass-ballerini.com. <laughs> nice. So you can go there and check that out. And then uh, the email there is Laura at badass-ballerini.com.
0: Excellent. All right. Any uh, last uh, thoughts for our audience today that uh, you would like to share with them? Any words of inspiration or motivation or something that uh, you'd like to to share? Well, I,
2: you know, I usually leave kind of with, three thoughts. One is really appreciate the art and design around us every day. I mean, I know your audience is marketing, communication, designers, you know, that kind of realm. But even people that aren't in the creative industry, it's, you know, it's going for a walk and seeing nature and seeing how blue the sky is and how green the trees are. And, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's just appreciating art and design is everywhere. Um, Secondly, I think it's obviously finding your own creative outlet. Um, We're all gifted. You know, if you, if you read about history and famous people, Einstein was a gifted musician. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Louis Pasteur was a painter, but they weren't known for being a painter, a museum or a musician. musician. They were known for their, their brilliant minds in uh, mathematics and physics and and, uh, medicine and all that. So I think it's really taking that creative energy that we have and applying it to creative solutions no matter what that is so i really do think it's being creative in all ways in many different ways and finally i just you know nurture your inner badass (laughs) yeah i love it i'm I'm, like i say quiet and under under kind of understated but it's not riding a motorcycle and, and wearing a bandana it's really about standing up to the bullies it's about having the confidence to say yes i can do it when everybody says i don't think you can do it and it's just losing your ambitions for me or my inhibitions when i was uh at my daughter's wedding, I just, you know, got on the dance floor and started drinking a bottle of wine with a couple of the neighborhood moms and we drank the red, red wine. So it's just having fun, right? It's just <laughs> yeah. losing your inhibitions and going, you know what? Let's all nurture her in a badass a little bit.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate having you here today. And uh, yeah, I think uh, definitely going to check out the book and en- encourage everyone to go check it out as well. And for those of you listening, enjoy the journey.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising?